0: JT and I'm excited because I've just booked my flights and I'm coming to a city near you. I will be in Poland and Germany in July. Then I'll be in the UK and Scotland in August. Then I'll be making the trip over to the United States and Canada for September. If you would like a Bulletproof for BJJ seminar, contact us. Email jt at bulletproofforbjj.com and book your seminar today. I am JT, and with me today, I have the one, the only, Thomas Lisboa. Now, you may not know this name, but you will remember this man. He's possibly one of the best featherweights. Is that the right weight? Were we a featherweight?
1: Light light featherweight.
0: Light featherweight. That's right. He was so slim. (laughs) Where is he now? (laughs) And just uh, amazing competitor, fighting out of uh, Alliance and Sao Paulo, and now the head coach at Alliance Vancouver. Thomas taught me the majority of my modern jiu-jitsu game, and I have him to thank for that, as well as being an absolute gentleman. Thomas, welcome to the Bulletproof for BJJ
1: podcast. Thanks, my brother. It's always great to talk to you. You taught me a lot. Uh, In some way, you changed my life, so I really appreciate everything you did for me too.
0: Oh man, I, I, I would say that you actually changed my jiu-jitsu life. You're, you're like, because a lot of people don't know when I was living in Brazil, I actually for a little while, I lived with Fabio Colloi, Uh Fabinho, and uh, yeah. obviously a close friend of both of Thomas and myself. The person who wanted to drill wasn't Fabinho. <laughs> the person who wanted to drill, because I learned that drilling was important, was Thomas. And uh, he (laughs) taught me so much with Reverse De and Birambolo and then also a single leg X guard and like so much of the like modern Jiu Jitsu game um, I learned from Thomas because Thomas always wanted to drill. This guy's always working. And uh, that's something that I, I love about him and respect about him. And man, I wanted to start at the start. So for a lot of people out there listening, they may never have heard of you and how did you come to jiu And just explain to me about the whole jiu-jitsu journey for you.
1: So briefly what happened is I wanted to learn self-defense. You know a little bit of Brazil, right? It's better you know how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I used to do like some, uh, you know, like capoeira. I did a little bit of karate. Uh, judo. Judo was very important for me. When I was in school, uh, high school, some of, of my friends were doing jiu You know, uh, one of them, Gabriel, a very good friend of mine, he showed me some moves and I was just like, uh, you know, like in shock with those techniques. They were like magic. And I had to learn that. So I searched for a gym. I I got lucky to start on Alliance Gym, you know, in my hometown. And then I never stopped.
0: And was that in Taubaté?
1: In Taubaté, yeah. Like uh, two hours from, from São Paulo. So I started with uh, Alex Monsalvi, which is uh, one of Fabio Grigio's black belt. So I got my blue and purple belt with him. And then I started, actually, when I was blue belt, I started going to Sao Paulo, you know, to train. And as Jiu-Jitsu got more important, more serious for me, then I started to, you know, like train with Fabio full time.
0: Yeah. At what point did you move to Sao Paulo to up your training?
1: Ah, to be honest, let me see. When I was blue belt, I was going once a week. Actually, I, I stayed three years on the blue belt. So in my last year, I was competing more seriously and I was winning a lot of tournaments. And I was going to Sao Paulo more and more often. But the thing is, I was doing college on that time. Uh-huh. you know. And my college was in Taubaté. So when right. I w- when I got my purple belt, I decided to compete at the Worlds you know, for the first time. And from that time, I've never uh, left Brazil. You know, so I knew that I had to to go to Sao Paulo and you know, to, to look for the, the best training. So what I was doing is I was leaving Sao Paulo sometimes from Monday to Thursday, other other weeks from Wednesday to Saturday. So I was like, you know, trying to not do not lose many classes on the college. Yeah. You know, and when I was in my hometown, I was training with my friends and I was trying my best to train as much as I could and be ready for the words. You know, so my life in Sao Paulo started like when I was blue belt and I was like just, you know, putting more time on that city until I finished my college and moved to, to Sao Paulo.
0: Yeah. Now you are you are a chill kind of person, huh. very relaxed character. Like, you like to skate, you like to surf. Tabute is like a, a more chill place. Sao it Paulo is, a- is not a chill place.
1: No man, it's, it's a jungle, a ser- man.
0: It's a serious city, right?
1: No, just they strong can survive over there. <laughs> it's like uh, when I started, like going to São Paulo, I was, uh, I wasn't happy. You know, I was just going because of the train, because the lifestyle wasn't my lifestyle. You know, like yeah. But uh, eventually, as you start to to know the city and the people and the culture, I started to love São Paulo. You know, and São Paulo. I don't know, it's uh, sp- very, very special uh, for me, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with you. I feel like part of me is there. You know, I spend, uh, like, whenever I've been in Brazil, I've been in Brazil, like, four, five times now, I spend my most time in Sao Paulo. So I think I relate to Paulistas more than Cariocas. No mm. disrespect to anybody north. from the north. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sao Paulo is definitely my Brazilian home. But, man, I remember the first time ever I came to Sao Paulo because I, I, I had trained with cobria It was just after oh. cobria opened his gym, and I did some private lessons with cobria And he, I said, oh, I'm going down. This is 2011. I said, okay. oh, I'm going down to Rio. And he said, okay, uh, why aren't you going to Sao Paulo? I said, uh, I don't know. I just only ever had been to Rio before. He's like, "Man." You got to go to Sao Paulo. You got to train with Fabio. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, okay. Because Cabrinha was the, to me, he was the man. I was like, well, you you know, you're the man. So I had to change up my travel plans. And I was only there for a couple of weeks because I was Uh in Rio for like four weeks. And then I I changed my trip so I could do two weeks in Sao Paulo. Mm. And I remember my first training at Alliance in Sao Paulo. And the mat is so big. And there's so many people yeah. there. At that time, all the champions were there. The only people who were not there were Marcelo and Cobria But everyone else was yeah. there. Lucas was there. Um, Malfa was there. Everybody was on the mat. It was crazy. Uh, Bernardo and uh, uh, Lau and everybody. So there's like 10 world champions on the mat or more. I remember my first class, there was wrist locks. This is a long time ago. It was just uh-huh. after Abu Dhabi Pro. And so it's kind of like, it was before Worlds, just before Worlds. My first Worlds trip it was like in May, I think. And all the guys are training really hard. And I got paired up with Bernardo. I don't know why. I was like a blue belt. Mm. And we were, <laughs> we were doing wrist locks from close guard because I think Calazans had wrist lock, Adolfo. Or I can't remember. Something There was uh-huh. like there, a famous match. Somebody had wrist lock somebody from close guard. So Fabio's like, right, we're going to look at this. And I got paired with Bernardo. And so he's wrist-locking me from clothes guard, like, ah, okay, ah,
1: and I'm like, <laughs> like, like for like
0: five minutes. Uh-huh. And then it was my turn. And my, my wrist was so wrecked. I couldn't uh-huh. – Bernardo's like, no, man, you can wrist-lock me. I'm like, I, c- I can't, man. Like my hands are going – like my, uh-huh. my, my whole grips have gone to rubber. Like I couldn't do anything. Uh-huh. I think he felt bad for me, but I, you know, off the back of that, I, I became friends with Bernardo, but man, he rolls so hard, you know?
1: He, yeah, man.
0: <laughs> and I just remember just getting so destroyed in my first training. It was so intimidating that I was like, wow, I feel like I don't know any jujitsu at all. And uh, it made me want to do it more and more. And I remember when I left there and went up to the world. So I was like, when I go back to Brazil, I'm going back to Sao Paulo. It was crazy.
1: It's it's uh, it's interesting you say that. You said that because uh, I think when, like for us, who are like on the training at Sao Paulo in that time, that type of training with those guys, it, it was like uh, you either, you know, want to make this you know, like for real, you want to, have, or you quit, yeah. you know, because it was very intimidated. Yeah. You're totally right on that.
0: Man, totally. It's like one of those things. It's yeah. You, you either get better or you quit, <laughs> improve yeah. or die. It's that yeah. simple.
1: And it was very easy to quit. Yes. Very easy, you know, because it was very hard.
0: <laughs> so hard. And I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, obviously at different times, certain places are are harder you know like there's times when but I I think for me coming from Australia and only had experience training in Australia and then it was really only my second time I had trained in Rio before in 2009 and that Mm -hmm. was like a shock to my system but then just how hard the training was at Alliance just woke me up and uh, Mm -hmm. it made me more passionate about Jiu-Jitsu which was a blessing you know. Yeah. But man, let's talk about you. So you, because when I met you, actually, you were brown belt, I think. And I got to see your black belt uh, graduation. So that oh, was pretty cool. cool. I think you, Koloi, and one you were all... No, Cal-
1: Cal- got later. I think one year later or two. Oh, later. okay. okay. I, got, I don't think it was true. I think one year
0: Okay, oh that's because they want him to win worlds and he, he was he, Dallas, he they just kept Dallas him on the brown belt for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky, like,
1: man. My bracket was a bit easier, you know. I got lucky. Like,
0: I don't I think you, do I don't it. think it was easy, but I remember the graduation ceremony because uh-huh. uh, Fabio was giving one stripes and everybody thought one is yeah. gonna get his black belt and it's like, oh no, if one is not getting his black belt who's getting their black belt, you know, because one was yeah. killing the competitions. And then he tricked him and like, you got your black belt. And then Fabio's talking about this guy, so dedicated. And then he finally pulls him out and says, okay, I'm giving you the black belt. And his face, he was like, oh man, what are you doing to me? And Fabio's like, oh man, like I could only ever pull this joke on you one time. So I'm, I'm going true. to do it, That's you know? <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, that day I got my black belt with the Andressa. Yes, Andressa. He, heitoso. Yes. remember Heitoso? Yeah. And, Whoa, and yeah, that was uh, and me. It was
0: a great day, man.
1: It was a great but day. It was, man. Uh, December 15th, 2012. Yeah, man. That was cool. I kind of remember.
0: <laughs> Bro, it was, it was huge. It was a huge celebration. It made me think differently about gradings because gradings in Brazil, obviously. Are
1: very important, right?
0: Very important. Yeah, yeah. Guys there, there are things
1: in brazil that it's so different than other places you know like uh yeah like being a black belt there that was so important for us and i see like other places people are just a black belt you know they they don't value that you know as mm. much as us and uh, honestly I, I i'm so i, I i'm so proud to you you know be awarded uh with my black belt from fabio and i gave only two black belts uh since I'm teaching, you know, and I'm also very proud to give those black belts. And I think my students, they understand that that feeling, you know. So they don't, you know, they don't uh I, I don't know how you say like take take it for granted, you know. Yeah. So they 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 value that, you know, just as me, you know. So I think it's a cool thing to to keep, you know.
0: Yeah, man, it's amazing. And the thing is some people work ultra hard to achieve what they yeah. achieve, and then other people maybe they don't work as hard or they cruise a bit. And that's mm-hmm. that's not, obviously, that's not you because you're competing, you're trying to be world champion and all these yeah. things. So I guess the other thing is too, when we think about how much, because I know that I was going and doing morning class and then mm. I would go get some food, do, do whatever. And then I, I know that guys like yourself would come in and drill and your brother, Edu as well. He uh-huh. would drill and um, depending on the day, there would be maybe like eight to 10 different guys all drilling in pairs. And I basically learned to drill from you guys because I, I had never really seen drilling before. Like I had seen people drilling takedowns or something like that, but not put on the timer. I worked my technique over, 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 and then swap yeah, and then yeah. da, 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 da. And i And I, I was just it was like a a really, like a light bulb. I was like, wow. So this is how the guys get so good at one technique or one position. They're just doing it like hundreds of times. And that's not even in the class time. That's just before the class. And then you have the class that goes an hour and a half or two hours. The lunch class was so hard. Everybody's dying. And then, Rest, you know, go back to the apartment, rest, and then come back in the night class, drill before the night class, and then do the night class. Man, and it's man cool for
1: you to remember that, you know. That was man really cool. was
0: amazing because yeah. that changed my whole jujitsu life to yeah. understand what it takes to be the best. So talk to me about that, man. To tell me a little bit about your approach to training and, and how much you trained. Like tell, tell me about that.
1: I, that depends of the, 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 season. Right. But like, if I was training to compete, I was training, I don't know, like three times a day. Yeah. You know, like that was normal. That was like um, my obligation, you know? Mm. And uh, I, the, it's so important you mentioned the drill because the, the drews these, like uh, I, let's say I know a butterfly sweep, you know, the butterfly sweep, Yep. All right. You, we learn from the same source who's going to do it better if yeah. I drew the technique I don't need it to think about the technique I, I can feel and boom and go you yep. know so it's automatic right and, and when you don't drill you know the technique but your applicability is not as good as mine you know because I, I don't need it to think you know I yeah. can do I can make micro, micro adjustments yes. boom quick you know, so I think that's when uh, where the drill fits in. You know, uh, so I think that was important uh, thing for me. You know, like to make my positions more automatic. I was never very strong. I had to rely on technique. You know, and mm-hmm. when I say techniques, not only on the movement, it's timing. You know, it's positioning, it's weight distribution. You know, so I think the drill and the specific training they complement each other. Mm. because uh, let's, there are positions in jiu-jitsu that I don't see why you, you, you're going to drill that for, you know, one hour. One example, choke from the mount. It's yeah. way more valuable, in my opinion, for you to do a specific training instead of drills. Yes.
0: You know, because
1: you need to feel your opponent, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, so in my time, tra- uh, uh, when I was training hard and competing, I was basically training like uh, hard once a day. And then the drilling, uh, at least uh, I don't know. Like before competitions, I, 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 if I'm not wrong, if I'm not mistaken, was every day. Yeah. And uh, lifting weights two or three times a week. You
0: right. know?
1: And that was one thing that you you changed my, you know my, my view a lot in a very good way because in Brazil uh, we are very I don't know like bodybuilding type of. You know, training and I go to the gym and doing bench presses, you know, squats, just that. And you brought me some mobility uh exercise, which I do until nowadays. You know, I think is one of the maybe the even more important than the, the strength, to be honest with you. Nice. You know, mobility is so important. And uh and the exercises that you that you showed me, that you taught me were also like uh a game changer you know like doing i remember that the lifts with one hand right with the bar next to you and yeah. using the how you call it, like the the, the the
0: the fat grips
1: fat grips so <laughs> good so yeah. good and the kettlebells you know yeah, so kettlebells i always thought that i had to lift the weights very hard and hard you know and when in reality you know i i could like uh you know, I I could work differently, you know, mm. and you can gain strength in different areas, in different moves and ranges. So I think uh, Matthew was uh, so good for me, you know, and I'm really happy for that.
0: Yeah, man, no, it was uh, definitely training with you guys, uh, the level of technicality that you guys bring to jiu-jitsu, like you, uh, Fabinho, uh, Michael, um, or, or, or obviously the whole team. But obviously, I spent more time with you guys. That was like, uh, I guess, like a real revelation, all the details, because I had learned similar positions from other coaches, but not with that amount of detail and put your foot here and your hand is here and your head position, your spine and like all of those details is like uh, really impressive to me. And, I mean, the cool thing was, I guess, you guys were open to me showing you some stuff and that you took it on board. And I think probably, I mean, yourself, uh, Fabinho, I mean, Michael too. I mean, obviously, the other guys that were getting into CrossFit and a couple other things, and don't get me wrong, I, I like CrossFit, but when you train Jiu-Jitsu as hard as you guys were, because it, it, to try and do CrossFit as well just – just wrecks you. It's too much. Yeah. it's too much. So the the training really needs to be complementary to the jujitsu. Like it can't make you so tired or so sore that you can't do your jujitsu because that is your sport. That that's what you need to be focused on. So I think witnessing the guys doing CrossFit, I understood the mentality because I got a hardcore mentality. You know, I yeah. like to train hard. But when I remember one time Michael was doing like kipping pull ups and he tore his hands and uh, then he couldn't train properly, right? And it's yeah. like, he's a spider guard guy. You can't hurt your hands. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't make sense to, yeah. to train in that way. So I think the injury prevention element is what I was trying to teach you guys. Cause obviously there's the everyday poor harder approach. <laughs> Which is yeah. like I get it. I get don't get me wrong, like I understand at the top level you have to train as hard as possible. But um not getting injured is is also very important as well. So I mean talk to me, man. You how many times you competed at the worlds? Because well, I ask two questions. You've competed at the world's a number of times, so we can talk about that. But talk about gi versus no gi because there is obviously two major seasons within Kind of IBJJF fan. um If I'm right, I think you got a you got you got a silver medal at world's nogi, right? At black, is that right?
1: Yeah, uh, one silver and two bronze. Yes, I've never competed nogi before. You know, like uh, or maybe I competed a little bit, but uh, I never trained. You know, I just start training after you know after my time with Marcelo. Yes. You know? uh but bef- let let me just say one thing, like James. Man, if I could change one thing in my career, I would change my my preparation. You know, I would put more uh, attention on my recovery. With one, with the exercise, with the, the training. You know, uh, two, with like uh, ice bath, sauna, or massage stuff like mm. that. Mm. Physio. You know, I Oh, you know, because we we're training like in a was so intense, you know, and we were just thinking about training, training. The only recovery that we had was sleeping and that is not enough, yeah. you know. So nowadays, man, I, 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 my body is all destroyed, you know, so I should have, uh, just something, you know, I, for sure, you know, yeah. uh, so about my, my competition career. Well, first time I competed words was as a purple belt. Mm-hmm. So I got second, and then next year I won. Wow, congrats. I was, that promoted, was awesome. <laughs> I was promoted to brown belt, and then I got third. The next year I won, and then I got my black belt. And then my life changed, you know. Like, uh, I started teaching, you know, yes. that was something that I was not used to, you know, before I was just training, training. And that might might be something that I also would have changed, you know. Because, man, that was a black belt. I should put all my effort, you know, to be an athlete. I could teach, like, some classes, but not, like, full-time, you know. So I was teaching a lot and training. And, you know, I had to lift the weight, but I was very tired. So I think I never – I was never, like, a, a full athlete when I got my black belt. And uh, if you – if that's what you want to do, man, don't – you know, do, do something well. Don't do two things, more or less, you know? Yes. I feel inside I could have done better, but I had good results. You know, I won, like, a few Opens, I did Jeff Opens. I got second uh, Nogi Worlds as a black belt, second on Brazilian Nationals, Guiano Nogi, second on both as a black belt. And, yeah, like, it was a, a good career. I competed against very tough guys.
0: Man, you took it down. I remember watching that match. It was against Paulo, right, in the Nogi World's?
1: no good words uh i think it was joel
0: joel yeah because like i remember fabinho would maybe fight paulo and then you would fight joel and man you guys having crazy hard matches and you're fearless i think this is the thing people don't realize like you're not a big guy uh, but you know like you are you have no fear like Especially when, even in training, going up against much bigger guys, guys heavier than you—forty kilos, fifty kilos—you didn't <laughs> care. You just bring like a bring your full heart and don't back down, and just work your techniques. And man, I, I remember thinking like, "Wow, these guys are, they go so hard. It's yeah. crazy." And I think, I, I obviously I understand there's such a high expectation because there's so many world champions from Alliance. Yeah, such a hard thing to do, that you're just like, oh man, I got silver, and oh yeah, I kind of got second Yeah, <laughs> you're you're one of the best in the world. Like you're top three in the world. That's, I I personally believe if you can be number two, you can be number one. Like I don't I don't think, you know I don't. For me, people are like, oh, number one or nothing. But I I believe if you've been on that podium that many times, man. You're as good as it gets, so you shouldn't talk that down, man. You should. You know, you're, you're humble, but you should be freaking proud, man. Like that was. I am. I.
1: I I'm, I'm really. i I'm, uh, We have like something like uh, if you don't expect to win, you should be really happy if you got like a second or third place. Yeah. You know, but, but you expected I, to win. <laughs> I was expecting to win, and yeah, uh, and uh, and yeah, but you know, like uh, it's always. Uh, it's learning, right? Uh, I learned a lot. I'm really proud because the result, honestly, uh, after a while, for example, I I have my medals. I don't know where my medals are. Yeah. I, I don't care, you know. Like it's somewhere inside the bag. You yes. know, it's What matters for me is like the 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 hard work that I put to, you know, to do my best. You know, yes. and the result is, man, honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, I think to an extent it matters, but once you get to this point in your career, it it gets bigger than that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right, you're totally right.
0: So so talk to me, man, because I remember the last time I was in Brazil, 2014, you had gone to teach to Marcelo's, is that
1: right? Yeah, I spent seven months at Marcelo, Man, that tell was, us uh, tell us
0: about that, man. I mean, obviously, Marcelo is 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 the great man. Tell us about the difference in the training from you know being being in Sao Paulo, then going to New York as an experience, and also training under Marcelo. That
1: that that was a uh, man. That was a great time of my life. I I I tell people when people ask me about that, I said, man, Marcelo changed my life, just as Fabio, you know. Yeah. Uh, But, like, it's funny because I remember the, the feeling of, like, uh, being in New York. I was a mm. guy from Taubaté, you know, who moved to Sao Paulo, a totally yeah. different city. And I was, oh, my God, you know. And then I moved from Sao Paulo to New York. And when I got there, it was like, even bigger, you know. Yeah, like, so crazy. Crazy. And uh, and another language and another culture and I was wow, you know, like uh, I I I was like a few years ago in my in my house, quiet, you know, going to the gym with my bike, and now I'm here, like it, it was, it was in this cold city, you know, like it was snowing on that on that time. So the culture aspect was really good, you know, that opened my mind. I think there is nothing better than visit other places, better than books, better better than videos. You have it to live to, yeah. to, to to know how it is, you know. I always liked to play butterfly guard and X-guard and stuff like that, but I never trained no gi. Mm. So I was forced to train no gi because in Marcelo, he his class are half-half, half-gi, half half-no-gi, right? And, uh, mm. So I remember that I learned, one, no gi, right? So I wasn't relying on my grips too much, and uh, the connections are way faster without gi than gi. And uh, I learned a lot of moves, you know, moves that were complementing my jiu-jitsu, that was making my jiu-jitsu better. So, sometimes you learn something. Everything that we learn, will it, it, make us better. Yes. But sometimes you learn something that that it's, uh, is not for you just to get knowledge. It, it's going to be part of your game. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, you're going to have it forever. Yeah. So, Marcelo taught me moves that was feeding my, my body you know like my style mm, and that's complementary you
0: know, to your game
1: exactly so it wasn't like uh i don't know like uh let's say i learned a part guard okay right. I learn i got the knowledge but eventually it, it kind of it, it it goes away you know it's not part of my game what yes. i learned from myself became a part of my game so everything that i was learning was making sense yes you know like single acts Fix, Crucifix, elbow high, yeah. elbow high, guillotines. I was learning a lot, and that's an important thing. You know, I kept my mind open to learn because sometimes you don't want to change. We are yeah. scared of changing. You know, like I cannot change my game. That's my game. You know, I don't know if it's an ego thing, but I, man, Marcelo was an idol for me. Right, he was a big inspiration. So when I got there, and I was understanding his game i was marcel can you help me to learn more of your stuff and the same thing that i did with you like showing uh, things that i knew he yes. was doing that with me you know he was showing things that, he, that that he was the best at it you know and every day i was you know in trying to, to learn something new something new something new and uh, i think uh, I, I still remember one thing james for example single x i i never learned single x before Yes. Actually I've learned, but not with all the that details, you know. Mm. So in my mind I was all right, people is the they're gonna smash me every time I try single X, but that's okay. It's mm. part of the process. One mm. time I in one time I'll be good at, at, at it, you know. Yes. So I put that on my mind and I was working and working and working and working until I feel like okay, my single X card, it's good. Yes. You know? So uh, there was things that I learned from Marcelo, from New York, you know, and uh, yeah, changed my life.
0: Amazing. And that experience uh, living and being in New York, did that make you think, hey, I could live outside of Brazil? Because now, you know, without jumping ahead too far, you live and work in Canada, in Vancouver, and the connection there is our boy, Walter. Originally, the gym was East Van, AKA Beast Van. <laughs> A lot of tough guys trained there. And I got to train there, like after Worlds 2014, I went up and I hung out in Vancouver and I trained with the guys with the team. And so go back to my question, like, so you lived in New York, you got to to be in this crazy city. Did it make you go, mm, Maybe I would, I would live and train somewhere else. You know, like how did you go from being in New York and then ultimately now you are in Vancouver? Tell me about that.
1: That was on my mind for sure. You know, I think when I came back from, I, I don't know if you had this feeling, like when you're in Brazil and you went back to Australia, have you felt like, man, I, I want to go back to Brazil? Yeah, I don't know. For if, sure. Yeah, so, so yeah,
0: I miss I miss Brazil, like for sure. But, that's part but of me when,
1: we je- when, when we just when we just. You know, when when I just came back, come back, we had that feeling, right? So when I when I left New York, I was man. I th- after like a month, like or less, I was like man. I think I want to go back to New York. Mm. You know, yeah, because that was so part of me, right? But then eventually I started like teaching in São Paulo again, you know, and uh, making my life there again, and I was you know like happy. You know, I was happy. I was like planning to open my own school, and uh, when Walter invited me uh i had visited vancouver before it was like different than than new york because it's gray rains a lot oh yeah different culture is not like u.s canada is not like u.s Hmm. you know so i was like i'm not sure let's see you know like man i'm a brazilian right i like sun
0: you love the sun bro you're (laughs) from the beach (laughs) exactly
1: So I was like, uh, but then Flavia, my wife, she told me, Thomas, if you say yes, we go. And if we don't like, we come back. But if you say no, and later you want to go, maybe it's too late. Mm. So let's try. Let's try. You know, so yeah, you're right. So I I came here four years ago. I arrived here four years ago. First year, I'm not going to lie to you. First year was tough, you know, like so different. But in my mind, I was okay. I'm gonna stop competing. I wanna teach, I wanna keep training, you know. Mm. But I changed everything, you know, like competing was was like more a priority in my life. Yes. But from the second year, and know, things start to get better, you know. And today, man, I love I love Canada, I love Vancouver. The people here are nice, you know, mm. very different than Brazil. There are very things that I miss, I miss in Brazil, but there are things here that uh they were new for me and uh, are, you know, part of me, part of me now, you know, so I think it was cool to always learn, right. A different culture, you know, a different uh, country, you no, know, a different country. So, and
0: yeah. I think now congratulations. You have recently just had a daughter, a little uh, Luna and Luna is, so she's Canadian. She's Brazilian Canadian, right? She's She's born in Canada. Brazilian
1: Canadian, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, right? I never thought you have a Canadian daughter. Right there, you go. Yeah, so that's another connection of Canada, of Canada, of this place with my my life.
0: Amazing, and obviously the the level at Alliance Vancouver was already great. But one, when I saw that you were there, I was like, oh, those guys are going to get so good because you're such a great teacher, man. I was like, oh, that's Thanks, awesome. Brother. That's awesome. And I mean, man, talk to me because you're, you're there in Vancouver. You've had this evolution from Tabute to Sao Paulo to New York, now Vancouver. You know, it's taken you all around the world, you know, competing all around the world. Tell me, now you are where you are and you're based there. You have family there. With your training now, obviously you're teaching, so you're on the mat a lot relevant to teaching. Mm-hmm. But your own training, what are you doing? Are you still doing weights? Or like, what's your schedule look like now for jujitsu as well right, as S&C stuff?
1: Right now, I, I've been training jujitsu three times a week mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, like boom, right. boom, boom, boom. All right. Yeah. And during the week, once a, once a week uh, on the weekend, I try to lift weights. And mm-hmm. usually I try to do uh, leg exercises, all right, like deadlifts. Uh, lunges. Every time I do squats, I hurt my hips, so I kind of I quit squats. Those, those you know, tight muscles of yours
0: from yeah, playing guard so much.
1: Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel really well doing this, you know, like doing this, because I can still improve and learn. Mm. I can rest more, you know. Of course, I have to teach, like, a few classes a day. But uh, and I I I try to do mobility exercises at least four times a week. Nice. You know, I train a three before my 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 workout. I do mobility exercises to feel ready. You know, yep. uh, And honestly, I feel that I'm improving way better than before. Technically speaking, no, oh, amazing. Comp- you know, I can't even compare. You know, like uh, because that's an important thing for me. You know, I I never go to 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 jujitsu. I never train without the learning mentality i try to always learn every mm. time that i don't try to learn Jiu-Jitsu gets boring for me and if it yes. gets boring why i'm gonna do it yeah you know? so i try to to learn something when i'm in a good position when i'm in a bad position when i i have energy or when i'm tired i try to learn and i try to always uh enjoy you know the struggles and the good moments you yeah. know what i mean
0: that's a that's a great way to look at it, man. I think that's awesome. I'm really keen. I the last time I was in Vancouver was 2014. Obviously, a lot of things have changed in the world in the last couple of years, but yeah. I will be out and about later this year. So I'm gonna come pay you a visit, man. I'm coming to Vancouver. Yeah, oh,
1: you're more than welcome.
0: So we will we will train, we'll get you in the gym, we'll we'll do some mobility, we'll do some squats, I'll get you squatting right. Don't you worry about that. But uh, we'll get, I think we'll get the, get the whole team hooked up on uh, That's some, awesome, some good training.
1: That's awesome. That's uh,
0: Part of the reason why I wanted to interview you, man, is like you have had huge influence on my jujitsu, like, you know, obviously single legs and crucifix, you taught me those techniques and those positions. But like I said, when I was a blue belt and I came in 2012, I got destroyed and that I was like learning initially kind of the first part of De La to Birambolo and then reverse De La And then understanding that was like a huge jump in my game to become a purple belt. And then as a purple belt coming back to 2014 and learning sit up guard, single X, all of this took a a whole nother step in my game. And that year was my best year ever into competing at the Worlds. I didn't make the podium, That's but I I almost made the podium. You know, I was one one match away from the podium. My general attitude is always to improve. And from a technical perspective, you you are have been one of my coaches in my jiu jitsu. So I want <laughs> to I want to ag- acknowledge you, man, and and thank you so much for all the stuff you've taught me because I teach that stuff to this day um, to my students. So I'm passing on the the Ninja Turtle ways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> To, uh, a lot of people don't know that. I've got the OG. I've got the Hosan um, Ghee. So uh-huh. uh, Hosan is a, a, a great Ghee brand from uh, Thomas and his brother. And I also have the Ninja Turtle patch on oh, my. That's yeah, awesome. it's really very have... cool, guys. I, w- I will post some photos of that. I've got it still in my cupboard. I don't wear it because I don't want it to get damaged. I keep it that's like awesome, a, a great that's memory awesome. of Jiu-Jitsu and everything you taught me, man. So. I just want to thank you so much for that, but uh, man, I you are, have so much knowledge. And what I thought would be great for everybody listening is if you had like three things. Say someone's having a hard time in jujitsu, and they feel they're not getting better. What are the, the the three things that you could give as advice if they if they were like a white belt or a blue belt? They're your student, and they come to you and they say, "Oh, Thomas, like." I'm just struggling, man. I'm just getting bashed all the time. I feel like my jiu-jitsu is not good. What are the three things you would advise? Oh, well, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> uh, I think uh, this struggle is part of our journey. It, we, sometimes you want to, you know, like, let me hit, try to escape here. You know, no, it's part of, of it. I, I tell this to my students, you know, like, there are days that we're not happy. We think we suck at jiu-jitsu. But, man, think about, like, like let's, let's imagine, all right, James? Let's imagine, like, a, a day where you got smashed. So mm-hmm. you're trying to escape, nothing happened. Someone got your hand on the choke. You bumped the guy, but then the guy reversed you again. And, you know, you're trying to survive. Man, but nothing worked, all right? And you, you you go back home sad, like, feeling, oh, man, I'm not good at, at it. But, man, you're a fighter. That's an important thing to know. Jiu-Jitsu, we have a lot of techniques. But the carved jitsu is the fighting spirit, you mm. know. And when you're there in a bad situation, you're fighting, you're believing in yourself, you're not quitting, you're like, you know, so that spirit should make you proud, you know. And if you have the spirit, man, go back the next day, you mm. know, because you you become better, you know. But we have we have to remember it's a fight, you know, yes. and the fight we win, we lose. All right. Nice. If you win, you smash the other person, right? <laughs> True. smashed. All right. So we have to understand that's normal. Yeah. All right. Don't let your ego be in the way, you know, and yeah. eventually you get better. Another thing is study jujitsu. You know, I was talking to my student yesterday because he got an injury, you mm. know, and then he just disappeared, you know. And uh, he told me, Thomas, uh, I get very frustrated because... I I cannot improve, right? I cannot learn. I was wait, wait a second. You can learn. You can improve. Yeah. Maybe if you're healthy, you cannot improve it from from zero to a hundred like seconds, but you can go to zero to a hundred with more time. But you can, you know, still like you know, like learn and improve. So I, to, I I told him like, man, if you can't row, do the technique. If you can't do the technique, come and watch a class. On my yes. time, we didn't have YouTube. And yes. when I was injured, man, <laughs> I was there. I was at the gym. I was like with my friends. I think that's so important. So stay connected because Jiu-Jitsu is not part of my life. Jiu-jitsu, you know, Jiu-Jitsu, it's part of me. Yes. You know, so everything that I do, I have to have Jiu-Jitsu with it. Yes. If you, if I stop training, it's not me. Yeah. You know, it's there's another guy and I don't like the guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I mean,
0: we all we're all better with jujitsu in our life.
1: Exactly, and and uh, if you think about it, James, like you, me, I think we we don't know anyone who started training and never got hurt and never stayed away from jujitsu. Of course, everyone hurts. So what that means? That means that that's normal. That's part of the way. Part what can we do? We can minimize that, like yes, with mobility, with physiotherapy, with like a, a smart strength and conditioning program. But we have to always remember that things like that will happen. All right. And that cannot define us. Yes. to is our identities. So we have to keep going. You know, if you can't run, walk, right? Yeah. It's like that, you know. So that's another tip that I, I do. You know, don't be very upset when you got hurt, when you're sick. There are ways for you to keep improving, you know, yeah. you know? and everything is connected your body, your mind, you know, and your spirit.
0: Yeah, that's powerful, man. I think that's good, right? I don't
1: even know how many tips I gave. No, that's that doesn't
0: matter. That's that's perfect. If people can, (laughs) if people can absorb that lesson and Uh, embrace that, then I think everyone's going to be better for that. Man, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you taking the time out, being a new dad, and uh, obviously busy as an instructor. But no, thank you, man. We will be putting this out to everybody. And if anybody wants to learn from you, because you are a great teacher and you, you have a few ways that people can access your learning, what is the best way for people to stay in touch or start to follow you and understand the way you teach?
1: Well, best thing you guys can do is to come to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, uh, what's your, what's your Instagram uh, uh, it's Tom, Thomas Lisboa, JJ. I'm starting like posting techniques again. Uh, I have like some courses on BGG fanatics. I am your
0: YouTube, you've also got a very good YouTube oh, yeah,
1: channel. Yeah, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, Thomas Lisboa. I think, man, sorry, like my, my, man, now I'm, I'm, one, uh, I'm better,
0: like, I'm better across your social <laughs> than you are.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, mean, I really appreciate it. But no, it's you, cool. If you open my, my my computer here you see that there it's like a, a bulletproof for bjj's there so that for me is what matter now you know so I mean, get no, everything that you guys are doing and you know apply for me for my routines so it's great
0: that's awesome well we we definitely we're in touch man and i am going to put links in the show notes to all your yeah you know, your instagram your youtube you know i watch your youtube all the time there's a lot of great instruction in there for free. And obviously, if people want to support you more, they can get your products through BJJ Fanatics as well. Thank you, Tom Zinho. You are the man. Much love. And uh, definitely we'll be in touch. And I will be seeing you later this year, my guy.
1: Man, thank you, my fr- my brother. Thank you very much. It's always great to talk to you. You know, It's not a problem at all. I always want to find time to talk to you. Your program is great. Just to your listeners, too our listeners out there uh, i've been watching and learning so much and uh, your help to the community to jiu are you know are amazing thank you <laughs>
0: thank you all right thank you bro thank you